Alright guys, Scott, HRadersRoad.com, home of the no rules, no trade. So let's talk about facts versus opinions. Okay. I've done this drill with a lot of traders over the past almost two decades now. It always seems to bear fruit. And this is a, something you need to sit down and do with your system. I've never had a trader do this and come back and complain that they don't learn something from it or find value in it or wake up to a very new reality in their life. Okay? So what does this mean? Facts versus opinions. If you were to take your charts, write down everything on your chart that's an actual fact, something that is going to be concrete, that's going to stand the test of time, something that you and I both can agree on. Well, Scott, give me a simple example of this. Okay. In order for a stock to trend higher, to move technically higher on a trend basis, it must take out the preceding bars high. To go lower, it must take out the preceding bars lowest price. Otherwise, it's inside or contained within. So if I want it to trend, I need it to be above the high or below the low. Okay? Uh, the preceding bar. That's a minimum fact. It's an absolute minimum that must happen. Not complicated. That's pretty obvious, Scott. I would tend to agree. It's quite obvious. Here's the problem. Most of you, when you look at your systems, don't factor in the things that are actually facts. Then you wonder why your systems are substandard. Okay. If you wanted to define what a reversal is, how would you define a reversal in a factual way? You're going to define a breakout in a factual way that we can all agree on. Well, Scott, I don't know if everybody can agree on what a breakout really is. I don't know if I can agree what a reversal really is. Okay. Is it a fact or is it an opinion? If I tell you that a monthly opening range is defined on the first bar of whatever month we're talking about, and it's the high and low, and I then take a line across the high and across the low and I extend out for the next month, and above that, I know that I'm above the opening range or below that low. In other words, above the high and above the opening range, below the low and below the opening range. Is that a fact that we can all agree on if I give you a definition? Yes. There's something called that I built out years ago, taught lot, lot, lots of people. It's called counter range. Counter range is going to take a six month time horizon based off of a certain opening set of data time going to establish a range. Above that, I'm above that counter range. Below it, that opening, right? I'm below that counter range. That's a fact. It's not an opinion of mine. That's defined. Okay? If I were to tell you that I do not want to buy a spread, you know, spread is between the bid and the ask, right? It is greater than um, five cents on a stock that is this price, 
but it's something we can factually get to. Okay. If I tell you that I am trading trend and that by definition my trend has to be using pivot highs and pivot lows that I need to have higher highs and higher lows for an uptrend. For a downtrend I have to have lower highs lower lows. Okay? Is that something that we can state as a fact? If I tell you that I want to trade the 20 minute opening range on whatever stock, commodities, futures, whatever it is, and I then define that as a high and low, that is a fact. I can put a horizontal line across the high and low after 20 minutes. If I tell you that I want to use the standard calculation for a floor trader pivot, and I want to be long or consider longs, excuse me, above the central pivot. That I do not want to be long above two days of R3. That I want to buy the first break above R2. These are things that I can define as a fact, as in not just an opinion. I can say when this condition is met. Okay. Let's contrast this now. You say that you want to trade when a moving average, when price is greater than the moving average. 30 period EMA, price is greater than that. Okay? So, that condition we met for a lot of time and that could be quite confusing because you could say well what if the moving average goes flat well, are you still going to trade it well how much slope does it have to have and, well how far away does price have to be from the moving average does it have to touch the moving average is it can it be 13 percent above it be 100 percent above it? you know what where all of a sudden, the question is like, well, so if you and I both look at the same chart with a 30-period exponential moving average, and we're both looking at Apple, and we're both looking at it at different times a day, can I still buy it? I mean, what if it's just moved 7% today? Should I still buy it? Should I wait for it to pull back? I teach what's called lines in the sand. The reason for lines in the sand, guys, is to give you a really solid fixed point of reference that any two traders can look at. True story. Work with hedge fund traders. I work with private high network traders. I work with individuals. Work with mom pops. Right. I work with pretty much anybody that wants, you know, my assistance or help within reason if I feel that we are a good fit. Everybody that wants to work with me, I don't work with. Okay, it doesn't work that way. Been down that road. Big mistake. I don't work with people who want to gamble. Okay. So, work the hedge fund. When we have discussions, it's real easy. It's we're all on the same page. 
we can look at a chart together and we understand the facts of the chart, not the opinions. Okay? So we're staring at it, a conversation, there's no me explaining this or that. Once we have common facts in the chart, I should be able to work with any trader in the globe if we're all looking at the same key. The master key of the chart says, hey, this means this, this means that. There's no debating. There's no questioning. There's no wondering. There's not, oh my gosh, what do I do now? It's $1-800 Scott. I cannot tell you how many times I've been through that in my career. Well, can I call you? Not hedge funds. Well, can I call you in the middle of trade? Dude, if you're calling me in the middle of trade, we're a little late at that point, boys and girls. We really are. Now, I'm not being ugly with that. I don't mind helping somebody out. It's not that I mind. It's I don't want you ill-equipped. That's like saying, by the way, I just jumped out of whatever feet of the airplane and I've got my parachute in my bag. And, well, nobody tell me how to use the ripcord. Or there's a second chute, but I don't know how to use it. Uh, what do I do now? Do I, what was the show on TV, phone a friend or get a lifeline? Guys, it's a delay at that point. And I promise you, I've had it happen where I've had somebody try to contact me. I'm tied up in a meeting on the line. I don't know, whatever. They're, it's, it's, they're trading a 24-hour market, and they can't get a hold of me to ask me a simple question. One that, if their system's based on facts, we're not having a debate of what to do here. We're not wondering. I promise you, it's... it's when I work with traders... And we really strip their charts naked, and I mean that literally down to absolute, just the core, most essential stuff that they absolutely must function with to be able to do what they're going to do. Oh, man, look at that. You know, it's it's like we everybody gets it. We're all on the same page. There's not, I don't know what to do now. I wonder what Scott's doing. Let me dial 1-800-SCOTT. Guys, I want you to trade with certainty, not question. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to work. You're exactly right, it doesn't. But you know what it does bring? It brings this peace of mind. You've probably, you may have experienced this, depends on who you are on moving trading. But my experience with this has been once you lock into a systematic approach that is based off of facts, your confidence level, it's just amazing to watch the certainty of what you're doing and why you're doing it, as opposed to, you know what? I got like 17 moving averages and they get this little cool looking ribbon. Well, I think I should do something now. It looks good. Well, is it a breakout? Is it a retracement? Well, I don't know. There's so much crap on the chart, Scott. I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. Now, I understand. I work with hedge funds that have an enormous amount of indicators put on the chart. They're also trading a variety of different systems like a Swiss Army knife. The computers take all that information because they're defining an edge, building it out, it's being quantified, right? They're looking for certain ratios to happen, et cetera. It's being built in, and they've got you know a team of quant scientists who understand how to take this and get the um, necessary response you know, that they're looking for. Does that mean we can't trade for most basic stuff? Absolutely. Depends on what, they're, what systems they're running, what they're trying to trade, and what they want. The average retail trader who doesn't have coders, programmers, quant scientists, whatever you want to call this whole elite group of people, 
their situation's a little different. So the more crap you put on the chart, guess what? Guess what's not happening? The less efficient you become, the less certain you become. Call it the paradox of choice. Call it analysis by paralysis. Right? You don't move. I like to eliminate the analysis paralysis. Okay? You know, I, right now, I, I tend to do these when I'm driving because I can focus just on you guys and not want to talk about the charts that literally are live at that moment in time. And I'm driving on an interstate system. And there's this two lanes, right? It's dash white line. There's guardrail between me and the, uh, the other side of the road. Two lanes on that side. Traffic's going north. I'm going south at the moment. Stash white line in the middle. There's a white line solid on the right. Okay, and then there's a yellow line on the outer, um, the other lane, right? As in caution, careful, don't cross kind of thing because you don't want to go across the median kind of thing. Those lines represent something. I'm keeping my distance between other people for the 70 miles an hour going. I'm keeping roughly seven cars length distance. Sorry, for every 10 miles an hour, I'm keeping roughly at least one car length between me and the, you know, the UPS truck in front of me. Behind me, there's space between me and the, the next one, right? A lot of traffic. car is about to pass me going about 90. Guess what? They're in their lane, I'm in my lane. They're not running 90 into my exhaust pipe. Why? Because we have rules of the road. We all understand where we're supposed to be, relationships, the laws and the rules and the roads are passing each other. It's kind of early in the morning. Headlights are on because sun's still not completely up kind of thing. nice crisp morning well crisp doesn't have anything to do with the road exactly right if I told you though that there was a threat of um, a tornado in the area what do you think I would do then I told you that it was um, somebody was going um, northbound the southbound lane what do you think I would do then I'd be going why are they in our lane not supposed to be I just put my blinker on. I'm going around a LTL UPS truck. Okay. Putting my signal on. Indicate I'm getting back in the right-hand lane. Passing. There's a Chevrolet diesel dually that's now passing me about 90. Because he's always in a hurry. Does the brand of truck matter? Ford Fusion's passing me on the left as well right now. About 90 miles an hour. Kind of in that zone. They got a state tag. I recognize it's in state. Do you care about the state tag? Standard issue. Same matter to you and your trading. As a matter of fact, I'm driving on the road and following the rules of the road. No. But it does when it's your trading. 
if someone was going northbound in the southbound lane, it's like you trying to do what? If the momentum of the traffic is going south and there's somebody going north, is that the equivalent of you trying to short something? I'm sorry, trying to get long something that's going short or vice versa if you want to use that type of analogy. I'm passing um, signposts right now with mile markers in the communities and places to stop and refuel, okay? Think of that as a place to potentially take a rest, take some profit off maybe, right? But I'm not at my destination, which is I'm not at my exit. Here's a fact slash opinion issue. When you are dealing with your facts and your opinions, if you exit the trade, would you reverse the trade and go short or long? Would you go the opposite position you were in? Do you scale trail and then exit? What? That's, how's that a fact, Scott? If you establish it beforehand and I say, hey, you tell me that you're going to scale three times unless stopped out, you're going to exit at this point that I know if you're sticking to your rules. My biggest concern for traders is they do not know their facts from opinions. They let the emotions drive it. Well, it's bending now and it's, well, the MACD's cross, but well, is the MACD bullish or bearish? Well, I don't know, how do you know that? Well, it's turned up. It's turned up from below the midpoint or above the midpoint. Why does that matter? Then obviously you don't understand the value of a MACD yet. I've had to argue this with people who have more experience than me, who never in their career of 30 plus years knew that one simple difference. We're talking true professionals. Your facts versus your opinion is what you're trying to figure out. It is so much easier to say, you know what, if XYZ does not do this in this amount of time, I will stop out. Look, if you're buying a breakout and it's been 90 minutes and it's still sitting there, you timed your breakout wrong. Let's call you face facts. Breakouts go, babe. They don't sit there. Well, what? Time's money. Here's a fact for you. There's a price and time axis. How many of you only look at the P&L? Well, but time's really useless, Scott. You can make money without looking at that. You're right, you can. How do you know you can't make a whole lot more money by using time? Call a pro desk. Call them up and say, how many, how many people do you know that actually use a time stop? Be amazed at how few professionally or retail understand what that means. How many platforms you know actually have a time stop component built into their platform? And yet you think some of the most brilliant traders in the world don't use a time stop? There's volume on the chart. Use it. Volume is, is very subjective. It's hard to get your head around it. I taught a concept that's based off of a fact, not an opinion, or I said, I'm going to take the first X period of time on a chart. I'm going to take the 
highest volume bar for said period of time. And I'm going to then take the corresponding price bar to that volume and I'm going to mark the high and low and I'm going to create a V-box range called the volume box range. I do this three times a day. You amazed how well that creates a factual point of reference. I could give you a lot, 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 lot on this. Here's the question. Are you trading your opinion or are you trading facts? Facts are like the science. We should all be able to agree on it. If we talk about the slope of a moving average, especially, I don't know, one that's three or nine periods, well, we'll just go to a longer one, Scott. Well, what happens if you get an extreme gap? There is what's called inversion. It's a term I created, not the term inversion. But in trading, inversion has a meaning of a relationship of some moving averages to tell me that it is in a structural condition that is not sustainable. And that is something that can actually be measured on a physical chart. It can actually be seen, it can be quantified between those relationships. That inversion, when it occurs on a gap, is not a sustainable if it's actually inverted. So, I know to wait for price to pull back. I know that from a factual standpoint, the inversion exists. Well, moving average, I know what moving averages do, but I can create a factual state from that position. I just passed this really oversized load that's got the spotters running in front and back of it, right? Those spotters are there to keep the lane safe for everybody else. It's an oversized load, right? That's their purpose. Just look for issues, whatever. All right? I've gone from having two lanes of traffic now to three lanes. Just widened out. Everybody's staying in their respective lane. They're using turn signals. They're passing. They're being courteous. Everybody understands the rules of the road. If I were to work with you, what I'd be asking, what your opinion of is, what to do, or actually what ask oh, talk, ask you what you should be doing next. What's the what's the what's the rules of the road? I know what the rules of the road are. Do you? Do you know your rules of the road? We haven't talked about merging. We haven't talked about what to do when there's a wreck on the road. What to do when there's a state trooper flying by you at 100. Do we need to? I don't know. This is just one of these conversations that's so clearly obvious that most traders do not grasp. I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. I work, I've worked with several traders in this area. Like several is not even doing it justice, but there's one in particular that really resonated with me that I figured this out the hard way with. About facts and opinions. I've had a few of these people, but this was about trend. And 
I beg them, I said, look, I just want you to trade a flag pattern. Okay, why? Well, statistics bear out, it's a very highly successful pattern. Okay, is it hard to do? No. So, they want to trade patterns, came with a pattern they could trade that has a high statistical edge. All right, that brings me to here. So let's just assume this pattern works 67% of the time. I get this email, we get a talk, your pattern sucks, doesn't work, don't believe you, you're lying. Okay. Weird, because I got people who are making it work quite efficiently and making money doing it. So let's just, so can you send me the last 10 charts you've, you've used? Better yet, Scott, let's just get online so we through them. All right, let's do it. Get online, so, okay. Start looking at it. Debating in my head why they're continuing to lose money. Why are they trading this particular pattern? What's well, a flag pattern, Scott? Uh-huh. What's the trend? What do you mean, what's the trend? It's a flag pattern. Uh-huh. So, you're trading a bull flag and a monster bear trend expecting it to work. Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's not a bear trend, it's a bull trend. I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Do you know how to read trend? Of course I do. Alright, let's go to the next chart. Just Let's just see what else you've got. Go through all 10 charts and all of a sudden it becomes quite clear what the problem is. This trader cannot clearly recognize, define, or read trend correctly. Come on, Scott, that can't be. So, I didn't want to believe it either until I broke down each chart and I said, okay, define trend. Well, and, well, it looks like this. It looks like what? Well, you see when all these squiggly things do this? That's an uptrend. And I would go find the same squiggly uptrend and find issues with it where it was very difficult for them. Well, that, that, well I would just know. Fine to me, you're losing money and you're just going to know that the squiggly lines are in a trend. I don't mind trend indicators for the sake of trend indicators, guys. But it should be more like it's going to rain today, take an umbrella. I don't know when and where it's going to rain, I just know it's going to rain today. So I'm preparing versus at 10 a.m. thunder and lightning hit it's going to storm and I shouldn't be outdoors. That's very specific time as opposed to I'm going to be out all day and I know it's going to rain off and on. It's, it's like saying, okay, it's going to be cold out the day. Okay, how cold is cold? We're looking to get more granular and less 40,000 foot. In my experience with traders, most of you, when you were using your painted trade, is more of that 40,000 foot view, and that 40,000 foot view is driving your trading because you can't honestly define trend correctly or whatever other issue you may be having. In this particular case, they truly could not, the student could not define trend consistently and accurately. I know because I drilled them. Here's the funny part. I've done this numerous times repeatedly with traders over the years. And I'm amazed to find 
how many of you cannot actually define trend correctly? It's not hard. Not when you have rules that say, this is how I define trend. And I can look at it and say, I get it. I can define trend this way too. Completely agree with you. Therefore, we're no longer guessing, which means we're no longer subjective to interpretation. You know, I'm just belaboring this, it feels like, but I'm really trying to drive the point home that so many of you truly don't get, which is you're hurting yourself because you're not willing to define the trend correctly. You're not willing to put a fact. You want your opinion. Well, you're just trying to restrict me. Restrict you from what? Making money? Isn't that what you're trying to do? Then why is this so difficult for you to process and understand? It's really not. I agree. Then why don't you do <clears throat> what you need to do? find the trend. Do it in a factual way. Do it in a way we can all understand. So just like with the hedge fund, if we were all sitting together looking at the screen, we could all agree 100% on what the trend actually is. Okay? Guys, there are facts, there are opinions. I really would prefer you get away from your opinion indicators and focus on the facts. Be amazed if you'll just strip your chart down to things that are factual. If you just build your system around facts. Well, the higher low, Scott, I'm like, look, it's not hard. You can get a histogram that tells you when that conditional state exists. If I tell you that you have a valid trend line, and you close below the valid trend line, trend line, the uptrend. Sorry, I can't talk. It's been a, been a morning. And I tell you, you have three bars to recover that. First bar's out, second bar's out, third bar's back inside the channel. That's something we can all agree upon. But until you're willing to write these rules down that are based off of facts, so to speak, based off of specific definitions. If you tell me that you need a slope line at 43 degrees and you're only going to trade long above that, we can say that's, you know, a fact. If you say it can't be more than 3% away from that, that current trend line, you know, reference point between the last price and that, we can we can define that. But if you tell me you've got 16 or 3 moving averages and they are stacked and sloped, then I can say, well, they are stacked, you know, whatever ratio, whatever numbers or colors you want to call them. They're crossed over, they're stacked, right? And they're sloped. Well, how much slope? Well, you'll just know. It's funny. When I watch traders trade, they never seem to get it right. Well, this time's different than last time. 
Well, let's shorten your learning curve here and let's just not use them other than to say, hey, I just want them to be crossed over. Here's one. Make the preceding trend before you get long or short be the opposite trend. So you had to have three moving averages, you know, stacked, sloped for some minimum of three days. And now in order to go the other direction, these, these three lines have to cross over and be stacked and sloped. You could do that without price. If you want to make that your fact, you have to shift from one preceding trend to a new, a new trend. You can do that. I've got no problem with that. But the more you create a, um, a scenario where it's subjective discussion, where somebody says, well, how do you know it's enough slope? Well, I just do. Well, how are you going to teach me that? How would you teach your children trade? Well, telling you, you can transform your trading literally for struggling by that one thing right now. Just get rid of the opinions and just focus on the facts. We'll do more of this coming up. Okay, we'll talk more about this. I'll probably be regurgitating a lot of this over another session, but right now let's go with that. Just start with that, okay? All right, guys, have a great trading day. No rules, no trade.